0: everyone. In this episode of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley, we decided to be more positive about museums for a change.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing cuz it sounded like we were we were trying to adopt a new life philosophy as well. No, just today. Uh, just today. It's the and, sun, well, it's not shining there, but it's shining in Cody, so.
0: Yeah. And so we're going to talk about some of our favorite artifacts at other museums.
1: Yeah. We thought it'd be a fun way, you know, summer's coming up. People might want to go some places. I don't know, plan a trip somewhere. And if you're not coming to Cody, maybe there's other things we're seeing. Um, so which one do we want to start with? Oh, we,
0: I'm starting with Dan Sickles' leg.
1: Oh, just going right for it.
0: Oh, yeah. So full disclosure, I've never actually seen it.
1: You just like the idea of it.
0: I like the idea of it. Um, it's a leg and a cannonball that you know made him get his leg amputated. Uh, And it is at the National Museum of Health and Medicine, which I believe is in Washington, D.C., or in that general area. And I just think it's really creepy. Um, I really like creepy artifacts. You'll probably figure out there's a trend going on in mine. And so this artifact was actually sent to the museum by Dan Sickles. And the backstory on this is Dan Sickles was a Civil War general, major general, and he's just a really weird character in history. Um, I think he was responsible for the Confederacy breaking through a line because during the Battle of Gettysburg, if I'm remembering correctly, because they like put him on this like one spot and he was like, "Mm, Never mind, I'm pulling my man off of it. <laughs> so he was very questionable, and if I recall correctly, as well, and this all may be myth. Like I may just be just totally telling Civil War myths right now, and I can confirm or deny them next week. Uh, but like he was, he was hit by a cannonball. Uh, they amputated his leg, and I'm pretty sure, like a straight badass, he was carried off the battlefield while like smoking a cigar and probably drinking whiskey. And he was just a really weird character. And my first boss, uh, who worked at the Soldiers and Sailors Museum, said that during like a reunion of the Civil War, he showed up with a prostitute.
1: <laughs> his his generalship at the Battle of Gettysburg is it's like one of the big what if questions of the battle, and it's like this you know it's seen as this huge mistake. But his after wounding like story is just. Incredible.
0: <laughs> and I just think it's like my question was I guess back then when he boxed it up, and that's not a joke, he boxed what was left of his leg up and with a cannonball. I'm assuming it had flesh on it.
1: I would assume so, yes. And like he went back and like he would continue to visit his leg throughout his life.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the other
1: part that I love. Is like he's like I I just had this discussion with somebody else the other day about sort of how actual veterans commemorate, you know, warfare and violence, because sometimes it seems weird how we deal with it, like as people far removed or ha- that didn't participate, but they're actually really, they were way more open about it and sort of, I don't know, cavalier almost. he's like, just like, I'm just going to go visit my legs. Everybody today would be like, oh, that's so traumatic. How could he? He's like, nah, I'm going to lo- look at it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go look at my leg. And I wonder, and I'm sure we could ask the museum, like when it came in the box, was it fleshy? Did they keep it fleshy in like a jar of formaldehyde for a while? Or did they do whatever they do to make it just bone? Because now it's just clean bone.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know, did they like try and do like some 19th century, like pickle the thing? And, uh,
0: and what did it smell like? Oh.
1: oh, that would have been but worse. To be
0: fair, Civil War smells, the, the concept of smell and what is tolerable during the Civil War is a very, very different concept than what is tolerable today.
1: Right. That's that's a very good point. I also think this is, so there's this thing in the museum world where we all just receive unsolicited Artifacts for the museum, and we hate it generally. But this is like the combined best and worst of all time of unsolicited did donation. Them?
0: Did he warn them, or did he just send the wait, box? Just send like a little note mo- inside
1: a box. Here's a leg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but wait, since it is a health and medicine museum, was it not that weird?
1: Maybe I don't know. Where they I were like,
0: know. ah, not another leg. <laughs> Yeah. People got to stop sitting at their legs. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and this is early. I mean, the concept of the, those, uh, what's the museum, the Mudder Museum in Philadelphia and like Barnum's weird shit is a little bit later, I believe. Um, also, another museum I never went to, even though I lived in Delaware for six years, was the Mudder Museum. So
1: sure that's on you. I, I don't really, I can't say that I have an opinion either way on that matter. So
0: Dan Sickles Lake and Cannonball, even though I've never seen it, but I believe it is awesome.
1: I mean, you've left me in a tough spot because I was thinking through, like, what are some of the things that I've visited in museums that I really, really have enjoyed? And I mean, there's exhibits I've really enjoyed. Like as a whole, I really enjoyed the Museum of the American Revolution, but I can't pick out an artifact that I remember from there that's very cool.
0: Well, and that's what we were saying offline was that when I go to a museum, I really look at like the immersive experience, the Mm -hmm. casework, the way things are interpreted, the interactives. And so to some extent, because we're so inundated by artifacts in our profession, we look at different things in museums.
1: Yeah, I I think that is, that's a good point. Like we experience museums differently than the average visitor. so that is a place like I enjoyed the whole experience a lot. If I had to pick an artifact from there, maybe like George Washington's, George Washington's tent is very cool.
0: Oh, yeah. That is cool. Um,
1: so that's super cool to see. Um, but other than that, it's hard to name things. Everything I'm remembering right now is like very large scale artifact. Like a tent is the smallest thing I'm thinking of. Um, I'm thinking of like the Air and Space Museum has an SR-71 and that's just amazing to see in person
0: um oh I just thought of another one go for it uh and this so this is a little not what the theme is but it is because it's not our museum but it's within the center Amelia Earhart's flight jacket
1: I thought it is still at the center
0: it's at the center but not our museum
1: oh oh, <laughs> <at the> <laughs> oh right because we're museum. trying to name stuff from other places like I know but it just over. popped
0: into my head and I'm like we have to mention it because it is really cool and random
1: yeah, because she was building a house in Kerwin, and like it was still mid construction when she disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she was
0: sending her stuff to uh, a rancher friend in Wyoming who donated it to the museum,
1: but not before she wore it as like her working coat for a few years. Allegedly. 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 <laughs>
0: All right, uh, Danny, you go.
1: Um, this one's this one's down a little bit this will be a little bit of exploring what Danny actually finds cool in history. Um, I often tell people my first love in artifacts are, is not firearms. It's civil war artillery. Um, But so guns, so guns, but bigger, Um,
0: but guns can include that.
1: Guns can include guns. And there are many definitions of the word gun. (laughs)
0: But I feel like per the Cody Firearms Museum definition, it counts.
1: (laughs) Anywho, uh, recently I was uh, back home and whenever I'm home, I try to like make it to Antietam or Gettysburg. And so I went up to Gettysburg and if you're really into Civil War artillery, there's a pair of imported British Whitworths tucked away on Oak Ridge at Gettysburg. And they're actually close to where the only Battery that had any Whitworths at the battle was stationed, so it's like a little layer of extra history. But Whitworths are cool. Of course, there's the Whitworth rifle that people always ask us about, and we're like, "No, we don't have one." Um, but this is the cannon version, and it's parked out on a battlefield, and you just walk up and touch it. And I touch every cannon I get a chance to.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, but Danny doesn't recommend that because he's a curator.
1: <laughs> no, I I absolutely. On a national battlefield, I walk up to every cannon and I touch almost all of them and usually put my hand in the muzzle.
0: So if Danny is ever suspected of a crime and they need his fingerprints.
1: (laughs) Just visit various battlefields. You'll get them eventually.
0: (laughs) Um, So my next one, and this also is an illustration of the weird things I'm into, and full disclosure, this is one of my clients, but the Mob Museum has part of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre wall that they uh, put the Chicago Northside gang up against and, and shot them.
1: Ooh, I just thought of a really cool one, but kind of sad thing.
0: Yeah. Interesting, though. Real interesting fact. I almost said fun fact, but it's not fun. It's such a weird thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there on that wall, when you see it at the museum, there's like these big red circles and people like oh blood it's not blood it's actually they circled it for to mark the bullet holes so sorry okay
1: so this is a total digression of this podcast like we do but that whole fun it's not fun thing that gets back to my point about how we commemorate things i think like using the civil war as an example like dan sickles probably would have described it as fun to visit his leg like, it's not fun, but it's fun. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't see Did they it as use this... the word
0: fun back then, Danny.
1: I don't know if they, <laughs> I was about to do a really bad, like, 19th century oh, impersonation and I stopped myself. It.
0: Nope, nope. Now you got to do it. Now you got to do it.
1: I don't know what slang they use, but he would not have been opposed to the idea of describing these things as fun to learn about, I think.
0: Where's the impersonation?
1: It's not happening. I'm not a...
0: No, it has to. I, I, can't, I, I can't. You have to.
1: Do we know the name of his lady companion?
0: I think there were many. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: We shall call her Cassie. <laughs> Wild West Pim style. I,
1: I can't think of a 19th century slang term for fun. Uh,
0: I don't know. Huzzah.
1: I... Um... Huzzah, Cassie. Isn't it? A glamorous time to visit my leg.
0: <laughs> that was terrible. Do your pirate one.
1: No, I'm not doing You got one. <laughs> you can have one.
0: You only get one this week. Um, so I don't even know what we were t- talking about.
1: I was talking about the idea that we we digress because you said it's one of those things that's fun, but not fun. But I think people that live these things Okay, maybe not the St. Valentine's Day Massacre guys because they all got killed. But <laughs> oftentimes, veterans of these tra- like traumatic events like to continue to learn about them and commemorate them. I think they would be okay with calling us some of these somewhat macabre things fun to learn about. Probably, yeah. Rant over.
0: So what's your next one, Danny?
1: Um. Oh, the one I was going to say is I want to use this as an artifact it's not i don't know it's is and it isn't um the firehouse at harper's ferry
0: whoa you just went off script there Danny.
1: i did go way off script but i said we were going to do that anyway before we started this thing that is true so at harper's ferry national park uh, there's a couple things going on there's the old armory site um there's some history there there's a few like historic well there's more than a few historic buildings downtown um there's a battlefield site because there was a civil war battle as when harper's ferry was changed 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 hands a bunch of times um but of course it's also the site of john brown's raid and the engine house that was part of the armory where he and his band held up in for i think i forget how many hours it was more than a day um it's not on its original site because it's been moved a couple times. And it was like disassembled brick by brick and like displayed at one of the world's fairs and then like brought back and put together brick by brick. Um, so that's kind of crazy. I assume that the bricks are not in original order now, but uh, it's, it's a cool thing to go visit. It's, you know, it's it's stretching it a little bit to call it an artifact. It's more like a place. But there are also really cool artifacts there that are kind of sad because the armory burnt down and you think about all this really interesting history that was lost when it was burnt down during the war. But there's like cool remnants of that. You know, there's foundation, there's like, you know, dug, burnt up muskets. Um, And I think all those things are really cool in a, I don't know, kind of not good artifact kind of way.
0: So I'm going to steal the one you were supposed to say. Okay. The panorama at Gettysburg.
1: Oh yeah, because I was on a Gettysburg kick and I skipped over the
0: Yeah. So I don't remember who painted that. Do you?
1: Oh, that's I should have looked that up before we started this.
0: Uh you talk about it and I'll Google, I'll Google it.
1: So at Gettysburg, for those of you who have, have not been, and if you haven't been, like Gettysburg is one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. Um again, oh, it's
0: that... a cyclorama. We're the worst.
1: I was about to say that.
0: Uh
1: huh. I just pulled one of those like. Answers in elementary school where you get something wrong and then you pretend. Anyways,
0: oh my god! So the artist's name, Danny, real quick, (laughs) is Paul Philip Boto, P H I L I P P. Oh, I almost said zero. (laughs) O T E A U X. That's just not even fair.
1: That is not fair, and I'm not. And it was painted in
0: 1883.
1: Um. So anyways, when you go to one of the coolest places in the world at Gettysburg and you visit the visitor center, you get to go to the cyclorama, which is a 360 degree painting of the battle. It is
0: 42 feet by 377 feet.
1: Yeah, it's it is massive. Like they custom built a room of the visitor center for this thing. And they have like a light show now um, when you go visit it. And it's sort of timed. Because uh, they keep the room pretty dark and they limit. Well, this was before the pandemic. Was the last time I saw it, so I don't know how many people they landed now. But um, you know, even then, it was like you got 15 minutes in the room to see the thing, and there was like a little light show that sort of talked through the battle and the painting. Um, but super, super cool object in a museum. And while we're still on the subject of Gettysburg, they. Um, at the entrance of the museum portion of the visitor center they have the witness tree which is super super cool and it is a tree trunk that is like just studded with cannon and musket balls
0: the smithsonian has one like that as well which is really a very fascinating artifact because i'm not gonna say super super cool because it it is is a fun
1: artifact i'm I'm bringing it back fun (laughs) is coming back
0: But it's coming back. Well, speaking of the Smithsonian, and this isn't on display, unfortunately, but one of my favorite artifacts in there is actually uh, a pair of artifacts. And that is that they are (laughs) uh, two rifles that uh, I think it was congressmen used to have a duel on Capitol Hill.
1: That one, that's a cool set of artifacts. I, it sucks that they're not on display though.
0: I know. So I guess that doesn't help anyone.
1: That doesn't help anybody
0: in their adventures to other museums. Well, this is, I, I'm going to go building too, because you did building uh, the entire Winchester Mystery House.
1: Okay. That's, one of my been, I've never been to the Winchester Mystery House. It is awesome. I don't know if I'll go ever. Maybe it's it
0: really, really cool. And I highly recommend it. But be conscious of the fact that it is not a museum, it is an attraction. And they uh, very much, utilize that distinction
1: you were we said we were going to be happy today and then you use the word attraction instead of museum and now I want to have that debate out for the umpteenth time and be unhappy
0: uh, I'll just do it really quick an attraction is something that is touristy but does not necessarily meet the standards of a museum but then also uh, is able to embellish mythology a little bit more than a museum should
1: and I mean I say like I'm actually mad about it, but there's room for both. Um they have just created a myth that I don't really like. So
0: yeah, neither of us do, but it's a good myth. It's interesting. There's a lot to learn from that myth. And and I will say that when you get the tours, they uh depends on the tour guide, but a lot of the tour guides focus more on the construction of the house itself and how impressive Sarah Winchester was. I mean they do tell the story, but they really do focus on her inventions and, and that kind of thing. So they do They do her justice even if they promote the myth.
1: Mm. So, so far, almost all of our artifacts that we mentioned have been like national level collections on the East Coast.
0: Except the Winchester Mystery House. Except for
1: the Winchester Mystery House.
0: And the Mob Museum, which is in Las Vegas.
1: Okay, but two things. I feel like we're a little East Coast biased here. We need to like bring it West a little.
0: Where... Have you been in the West?
1: Actually, that's a good point. I haven't been almost, I've been almost nowhere. Actually, yeah. one of my, one of the artifacts that I never got to see while it was still in the U.S. that I always wanted to were because I wrote my master's thesis about the Philippine-American War and there was a set of bells down at F.E. Warren um, from the Philippines that were part of the, oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but the Balangiga massacre in the Philippines. And, the U S ninth infantry, like took these bells as souvenirs. And then just a year or two ago, they were returned to the Philippines and I never made it down to see them.
0: That's interesting. interesting. Anything in another country?
1: Oh man. Um, there's a ton of stuff I want to see overseas. Um, and I'm sure there's good artifacts there, but I haven't had the chance to really travel to any, well, I haven't been to Europe. So I've never seen any of the like major European arms collections. I'm sure there's stuff I would find as my favorite.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a really great uh, collection of pistols that are ivory, I believe, in the Dutch National Military Museum. And it's like the largest collection of ivory pistols in the world. And there's like nothing they can do about it because, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, ivory is heavily regulated. Oh, uh, Paco Gun. I think there's only one. There's only two in the world that have survived, I believe. Uh, Now someone will find me a third, but one is in private hands at the Institute of Military Technology in the United States. And one is at the Royal Armouries in Leeds. And I don't, I think it's on display because it's so rare. Um, But I didn't, when I was in Leeds, I went strictly into the National Firearms Collection of the UK. Is it the UK? Is it England? Is it Britain? I never know
1: um it's the it's both because there's the uk and I said three britain things is, britain is part of it
0: yeah but i said three things and you said both
1: well it's because i barely listened.
0: okay but i you know i didn't get a chance to see the actual display i'll probably get to see it this fall as long as uh we can travel to england because i've got a work trip scheduled for september
1: so this one is one i'll disagree i have like I mean conceptually I think a puckle gun is a cool thing. I, I didn't say fun there. Um, but I also have you a very cool, hard time. Which
0: is another word you've used a lot today. Right.
1: It's awesome. Um but I also have a hard time getting excited about it.
0: Well, like it's I one guess one of the things that's like over talked
1: getting- about it, and I'm sure my opinion would change when I got to see one in person. But it's also I don't know.
0: I guess I've already seen one in person, so I don't know why I was so excited about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, this isn't, it's not, have we seen this thing? It is artifacts we really, really like.
0: All right. Some of these
1: artifacts I go back and see, I would, you know, I would go see the cyclorama like every time I went to Gettysburg.
0: Oh, for sure. It's definitely really great. All right. Well, We hope that you are able to safely travel this summer. And even if you're not traveling out of state, you know, there's lots of museums that you can check out in state uh, that, you know, museums really need your help right now, especially during the pandemic because it's really hit a lot of museums hard, I think. I I think there was a statistic I saw the other day that said like 12% of museums have closed or something crazy like that. And that includes like really small places as well as big institutions. I think that's the AAM number. I could be totally off base there, but I swear I just saw that. Um, So go visit your local museum and find artifacts that you like if you can't travel to some of the places that we just talked about. So just to give you guys a heads up, we just realized that we've been doing this straight for six months and we are on like our 24th, episode or something like that so we're gonna take a little break and we will be back at the beginning of summer see ya that's june y'all